What is up, what is up, what is up, and welcome to another episode of Peace of Mind. We are kicking it with episode seven. We got seven of these joints already, yep, seven man. Seven episodes. Seven episodes. It's crazy. As you know, it is your host with the most of Black Exes. Chad G. And we are back, 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 baby. Now, I don't really consider this to be hip-hop news, but I guess it can kind of correlate. I mean, Chad, why don't you break the deal and let them know? This is actually breaking, too. Like, literally an hour ago, we got yeah, the message on, on Friday. Friday. Friday at 2.16. Friday. No, that's Friday, February 22nd, by the way. Yeah, February 22nd, 2.16. Uh, Bob Kraft, apparently, is under investigation for being involved in a prostitution ring. And while why Bob Kraft is... While we're talking about Bob Kraft on a hip-hop show is... As you as you could as you as you've seen, he's been hanging around Meek Mill for the past what was it like two years, inexplicably, they 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 struck up some kind of friendship, and now everywhere that Meek goes, for some reason Bob Kraft is, and then Meek got Bob the the, the championships uh, chain that he's been wearing, I'm like eighty something year old Bob Kraft walking around. Seventy seven. I, I, I read the article. He's seventy seven. Okay, seventy uh, seven year old Bob Kraft walking around the championship. Uh, chain on, wearing, right, no, wearing no, no. jeweled Air Force Ones with suits. All right, now, just, even with that loose connection to Meek Mill, it's only really hip-hop news if Meek Mill gets implicated, which, to be fair, the article said that was someone else I don't, was bigger I don't think than that Bob, Meek Mill uh, or, get... or Robert Kraft, and it's, Meek Mill is not bigger than Robert Kraft. I'm sorry. I'm sorry. Like, I don't think, I don't think Meek Mill is... The, the the person that they named, but it's just that that his association with Meek Mill the past like couple of years, and then now uh, he's involved in this. So it, it'd be interesting to see if, if Meek uh, stands with Rob Kraft or if if he uh, distances himself from him, because he, he's involved in this looks like a big mess that he's involved with. That that they actually came after uh, a billionaire. Like you never see this. They always get away with this stuff. So they must have some some significant evidence on him that they had enough to arrest him on this. Actually, uh, from what I saw, maybe it got updated when you were, uh, when you read it. That there's only a warrant out for his arrest now, but he hasn't actually been you know arrested arrested. From what but I this saw, this was about two hours ago. I saw also that they have a surveillance video of I guess that the I did act see that, but place. that I did yeah. see. That's why you know they they have the warrant out for. It. That's the uh, yeah. cause for the warrant. Well, what probably happened is, you know, with like most rich people and billionaires, he'll probably go down, turn himself in, file some paperwork, and then be on his way. He won't. He probably won't spend like more than a couple seconds or minutes in a cell if, if he even does at all. Now, I kind of want to just kind of move on from this topic, but I do want to spend a little bit more time on it, just a little bit. Uh, like it's kind of torn, man, because at one point it's really not hip hop, but at the same time, it's interesting and it's it's kind of interesting. Well, it's not really involving, but it's somebody that that's been hanging around hip hop and hip hop culture he, he, the you past can't really year. Say, but you can't really say he's for the culture. He's not but for the culture at he, all. Even I still. guess I guess he's doing that justice reform um, thing with, with Meek and uh, um, and Jay Z. I don't know about all that. But he's also fresh with Donald Trump, so it's very complicated. And he had Cardi B like uh, dances. The, it, it, his, his his association with hip hop. It's a very strange relationship that Bob Kraft has with hip hop, especially considering the seventy-seven-year-old white man. He's a seventy-seven-year-old white man. His association with Donald Trump, how he's good friends with him, and I think I think he might have contributed to his campaign too. Probably, like it. It, it, it seems like it, those things don't don't mix well together. So I've been side-eyed in Bob Kraft since he associated with Meek. I was just like, what, what's his what's his motive here? 
what's what's Bob Kraft's ulterior motive? Because I I don't know. For some reason, I, I I don't feel like he's just doing it just to just to be friends with me. Maybe for the clout. Maybe he wants to feel young again. Uh, I don't know. You ain't really need clout when you own the Patriots. But I mean, he maybe wants to feel young again. Not yet. He wants to. He's been rocking those Air Force Ones with suits. I guess, bro. I mean, you call you call just do that because you're rich and you just want to do something. But look, I mean, my thing with the whole situation is, you know, um, as long as you wrote like. And I might get some flack for this, bro, but hell, what would you rather him do? <laughs> That's a pretty benign crime if all he's doing is just paying for sex. That's not that terrible. Well, I think if, now, if, if, if that was if human there's, trafficking yeah, and stuff, there's trafficking like, involved. then, you know, then I can see the issue from what I saw. Um, I think that they're, that, that they're investigating that further. If yeah, trafficking. If, if there is, then I even posted on Facebook that if there is, you know, that's the issue that I think the headline should change into that. But for what it is from now, I think that's of all the crime, that's. It's a pretty benign one. Like it's just, if it's, it's just, just interesting because it's Bob Croft, bro. Then he comes off Croft, as stupid. <laughs> he just he just comes off as dumb. I mean, it's, caught it's, up dumb, in this. it's dumb, but getting caught into it. But bro, like at the end of the day, it's like okay, it's not. I wouldn't, I wouldn't do it. I would not pay for sex. But at the end of the day, bro, like I, I can't fault the man for doing it. <laughs> I mean, six billion dollars. You get, you got nobody that 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 that, that wants that. But you know, even an escort is a prostitute. If you really think about it, even an escort, an escort is a prostitute. So $6 billion, bro, you still pay for it. They call the tracks better. <laughs> yeah, yeah that's, that's true. But still, you're still paying for it at the end of the day, bro. Like, it is what it is. But look, did you get that out of your system? What, the my butt crap? Yes. I mean, if this leads to the downfall of the Patriots dynasty, that's going to make for a great 30 for 30. And that is exactly why he wanted to bring it up, <laughs> ladies and gentlemen. Just because I am a Patriots fan. And that is why. Kind of. Kind of. And kind that, of a Patriots and fan. That is, why, that is why. When I watch football, I root for the Patriots. But, but, and I'll, and I'll continue this. Let's go on to uh, some actual music topics. Chief maybe uh, had a leak, but it's it's rumored that it might be leading to Thoughtbreaker 2. Oh, really? I, th- I wasn't aware of that. I, I literally <laughs> found that out this morning. Apparently, it leaked last night. Um... Yo, it sound hard. Mm-hmm. Hopefully, I mean, I mean, Chief Keith's gonna make a comeback. That's exactly what the uh, the article said. Actually, not the article, the uh, the post said. Um, what's, what's interesting to me about this is that uh, this is actually how the original Thought Breaker got kind of you know released back in the day because it just kept getting leaked and leaked and leaked and leaked, mm-hmm. and then it got pushed. Like the actual official release got pushed from like I think it was like 2014 to Valentine's Day of 2015 mm-hmm. to like. Uh, <laughs> Bro, I'm sorry. I'm so tired. <laughs> from um, what was I say? From Valentine's Day 2015 to like an indefinite, like whenever, and then it finally released in 2017, and mm-hmm. it was like June, not even near Valentine's Day, which is the you know, whole its whole theme. So now that we have this little snippet again, uh, it, it is re- kind of redoing that cycle of the Thought Breaker cycle. I'm wondering, are we going to get this a little bit sooner now, or is we going to have to wait like like years and years and years again for this to come back? Because it's always been special. I mean, I think when Chief Keef has music that really makes you wait for it, it is some, like, really special type of hype stuff, and it's uh, actually good just to listen to, and uh, mm-hmm. it's, it's a whole vibe to it. Like, you know, uh, Mansion Music, for example, mm-hmm. was one of those ones you had to wait for a minute. Uh, like I said, there was no thought breaker, bro. Um, I feel like people are, like, less patient now. If, like, a leak comes out, and then the, and the artist, like, takes a while to release, like, their music. Because everything moves so fast in, in the music industry. Now, like, people are putting out 
like content like all the time so if you like miss like your boat like people just move on from that like people aren't going to be anticipating well actually I don't, I don't know like with, with like big artists like people like with travis and astroworld like people were anticipating that for what what two years that he, was, that he was working on astroworld for so i don't know i feel i feel like um i feel like he'll release it soon i don't think he'll drag it out as long this time I mean, but it also is Chief Keith. You know, he don't really care, bro. Yeah, like, that's you, true. <laughs> but also, he's got all those um, all those child support payments that he has to make. Bro, he always so, got child know. support payments. Yeah, child support payments. But I think he really started the original Thoughtbreaker. I mean, it's probably even more now. I'm pretty sure it's even more now. Is it? I think so. I think he added to that. So he got some bills to pay. Uh, I mean, not nothing that he's not already paying. Like you, you forget how much of a uh, of a wide degree of music that he's already had came out. I mean through mixtapes and albums that he has. Like, you have to remember that this guy, but I, I think he is the heart, I don't want to say the heart, but uh, of Chicago trap. I would say he's the heart of Chicago trap music. Mm-hmm. He, he, that is that guy. So you got to remember how many music, how many albums and everything that he actually has put out that can still make him money. But I also don't know what kind of record deal he has. Because you know, you know, rappers be getting screwed on, on those record deals. You don't know what kind of like deal, like, like with like NBA Youngboy. Like his his deal with Young Money apparently was it like, like two million something minuscule yeah something something very like, like Birdman's taking he's robbing a bond I don't yeah. know why I don't know why anybody would sign with Birdman after what he did to to Lil uh, Wayne who's basically himself. his son somebody who's basically his son what he did to him I don't know why anybody would trust him at this point so I don't know yeah, I know but at the end of the day man I feel like Chief Sosa like it's really for him just about the general hood stuff and. Uh, the vibe, that vibe that comes with us. I'm not. I just feel like that. There's a lot of authenticity with him. Yeah. <laughs> Which isn't necessarily a good thing, cause the bro, like he's re- he's really about that life. Like he's you, he's really doing what he rapping about. <laughs> so I think like um, do you feel, it's, it's, it's it's different. It's a little bit different with him. Just just in that fair. I feel like he really doesn't care about that type of stuff as long as he's still getting his money. You know, he can still smoke his weed. Um, I could say I could say that. Yeah, yeah he, he can smoke. He's weed. still yeah, he yeah. can still doing his thing and uh, you know being who he is which may or may not be hmm. better for the community or not <laughs> do, do you feel like this mobile market for chief keith now uh looking at like the current like hip-hop landscape than there was in 2014 because when he came out he was he was on fire when he came out with, with sosa love sosa yeah we yeah. uh but that wasn't even really when he else when he got popping for real like i've been yeah. listening to chief keith from a minute uh just because hmm. i thought he was I just always, always hype but um it was Love Sosa and I don't like. That's, yeah. that's what my yeah, I don't like, like, pop him. Yeah. Um, but I would think that, you know, now, I think there always was uh, a need for music like that. And I think even now, you know, uh, maybe he has gotten a little bigger when you have people like 6ix9ine who, who exploded onto the scene, had such a huge following, and then just disappeared. Well, you know why he disappeared. But, yeah, yeah and, you gonna, know. And, in witness protection. <laughs> And then now, you know, so you have that, you still have that void of people who want music like this, and they're not going to really get it. But Chief Keef, don't keep, let's not forget that Chief Keef, you know, Waka Flocka, these people, these are people that really made this type of hype trap type of music, right? Mm-hmm. They, they, get, they really brought that into their own. So when you have, like, you know, it's like the prodigal summer returning. Uh, it's, it's, it's the second coming, basically, where he, he, he's returning back to um, what, you, what you know him as. And mm-hmm. who kind of started this whole hype? This so I think right now, like this is a great time for him to come back out um, with just some new music. Mm-hmm. And like I said, it's been a couple years since you know he had his real, his last real tape, uh, and so just 
this would be a great great year for Chief Keith to do so if he really wanted to. And also some partners with uh, I, I can actually see a partner with Soldier Boy like not not I want to say a partnership but like you know just some couple features and uh mm-hmm. on each other's uh tapes and albums like because I can see that just because their styles kind of go to work with each other. Mm-hmm. I like to see him partner with some uh, with somebody like Twenty One Savage or like somebody that he hasn't worked with, like one of like the newer. Well, I guess I guess you could consider him newer. Would you would you consider Twenty One Savage like one of like the well somebody that came after Chief Keith really? Uh, you know, I, I wouldn't cause really consider him newer. I feel like at right this point, Twenty One is more like a staple. He's like established. Yeah, yeah I think he really is like a, a staple in hip hop right now. Uh, just cause he has been out for a couple years now. But yeah, I, I definitely see it's just a feature with Twenty One. Uh, I'm trying to think. Does that have? Did they do that yet? Yeah, I'm trying to think I they have. I feel like something. they have. I can't. Re- I don't quote me on this, but I can't. I, like, I'm a huge Chief Keith fan. I can't even remember it. Mm-hmm. But like, I feel like they have. And I just can't think of it right now. But even now, like. I feel like 21's uh, sound has evolved too, so maybe like, if they did do something in the past, like it, it, it might be something like a little bit different than it was. Yeah, and, I mean the beauty of uh, and I'm going to Chief Keef again. The beauty of what he, uh, of some of the things that he does that he has a couple of different sounds that can uh, go from anywhere. So like you know you have uh, you know I hate being so but but then you can switch up and have that track with he did with Kanye, nobody mm-hmm. uh, off that joint little collaboration thing that they did. Uh, and a whole whole different style, and then you really go to uh, you know whoa, and that's like an R and B type of type of kind of feel to it. You know what I mean? So uh, that's one of the things about Chief. I say is really just a lot, a lot for him. He, he does it for the music. So I think that it would actually be really dope to see how you know you incorporate Twenty One's new style and uh, his new uh, just type of uh, I think he's like flow and articulation yeah. idea into a whole new type of project. I think actually that would be a really really dope feature to have. Mm-hmm. Um, some other dope features I think would be dope on there. You know, it's like. Even I think some Wayne. Yes, like, no, Wayne would be perfect. I think J. Cole would be dope. I think mm-hmm. Kendrick would be dope. Um, I think just uh, going on to some more, like, uh, just kind of drill type of style, some hard style. Um, if he can get, if he, if he wants to wait wait a little bit until Bobby come out, I think well, that would be hard. Yeah. Like, especially that's how Bobby going to have a second coming on that with a how many, like that. How many years does Bobby have left in, in prison? It's coming out in uh, either 2020 or 2021. I can't remember. Oh, really? But it's coming soon, man. Coming soon. Do, do so if he really wants deal? to put... Nah, he didn't. Well, I, what he, I thought he got like seven years, but I guess I, I don't know how long ago that was. That came out a while ago, bro. That is boy ser- came out like twenty. That was like two thousand four. Huh? That was like twenty fourteen. Uh, I thought, was, wasn't it? Is tw- it maybe twenty? Tw- I'll say twenty twelve to twenty fourteen. I, I do know that joint was a minute ago, bro. I, I, I actually look it up right now, bro. But I'm, I'm but, telling you, Hot Boy, Hot Boy came out a minute ago. Man, I, he exploded on the scene too. Like he, I feel like he'd be yeah, still at the top of the game. It was 2014. Yeah, I remember that because I remember being in high school. I think it was a junior. Yeah, but I, see, I was in high school that, too. That's why I said I thought I was like a freshman. Man. Yeah, I remember that just like exploded everywhere. Like everybody, like everybody heard it like overnight. He's like one of like the first. Um, I want to say like one of the first like SoundCloud stars, but I mean like he's one of those people that like he just literally like blew up like overnight because of. Because of like YouTube and it was like, Vine, really. Vine, yeah, Vine. Oh, the really. Schmoney the, the, the dance, you know, everybody yeah, throwing their hats in the air and then doing the Schmoney. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, all, all those vines. Everybody, King Batch got into it. Daystone was doing it. You know, you even had like some of the uh, the other viners, like you know, even Josh Peck was doing it, bro. Yeah. Um, they were all just getting a part of that. It just it blew up that song. Yeah, he like show he like like we were talking about with Soldier Boy like a couple of shows ago. Like he he used social media to his advantage here and blew him up. 
Yeah, but I'm not sure if that's his, I'm not sure if he used it to his advantage. Or, or just like just fell into that. Yeah, exactly. I'm not exactly sure. I feel as though when you make, and I, I, I think I said this to you before on the show, that when you make a quality product, you know, people will gravitate towards it if it's on their brand. And then once it's on their brand, they can kind of just say, you know, go with it mm-hmm. and show it to, you know, numerous people. I think I said that before. Um, that's not, in my opinion, that's not even his best song, though, bro. I like uh, Bobby B word. <laughs> I ain't gonna, I can't see the whole thing, bro. That's my joint. That's my joint. Hey, if a body catch a body, bro, that's my that's my joint. Like he's out here. See, that, that, at least that's like the thing. Like, like the sad part was he's still young and like he's blowing up in his career. But like on the plus side, he's still gonna be young when he comes out. He's gonna be hungry when he comes out. There's gonna be a place for him in hip hop when he comes out. Yeah, so and I feel he, like he's still snitch. He did stitch on GS9. Yeah. Even though he kind of did some dry stitching on the song itself. He did, yeah. That that, that that's, was that's what got it caught up. Not one of the brightest moments in hip hop history. But he did hold GS9 down. So when he come out, it should be nothing but love for real. And hopefully to just, you know, um being able to come back to the music and figuring out how to kind of separate, you know, that life from being in GS9 yeah. and and uh, you know, focusing more on the music part so he can have a legit uh legal career. And being a, a, a better role model for the community or something like that. But also just being able to express himself in different ways. And like I said, with that cheap, with the cheeky mm-hmm. feature, I think that would be one of the greatest, um, you know, comeback songs. Just, I'm here. Yeah. I'm with Chief Sosa. You know, I'm with one of the, the kings of this drill-ish. Listen. And yeah. that's kind of what, you know, we were talking about Roscoe Dash before. Um, uh, 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 you know, Roscoe, he... I don't want to call him a king, but he definitely had his own little niche, and he definitely had his own little following, and uh, and Waka Flocka definitely did too. So when you when you had Wale when he was introduced, at least to me on no hands, even his very first that very first verse, he says, "I'm with Roscoe, I'm with Flocka, I think I deserve a chance." Yeah, it's that I'm here type of thing. Mm-hmm. Look, listen to me. Look who I am. Look, look who's on my in my corner. Mm-hmm. Look who's my referee. You know what I mean? Look who, who's look who's my agent basically. I'm yeah. here. I, I think that's exactly what Bobby would need to kind of get back on top. All in all, bro, I think Chief Keith, like this whole uh, this project, if you know, again, this is still a rumor, like, it's just a leaked thing. So maybe it's just a little one-off single that's never gonna have anything to do with it. But if it is, um, you know, a sequel to Thoughtbreaker, then there's so much potential that I think that we could have just for hip hop in general, especially the drill type hip hop. Mm-hmm. And uh, just to go back to Bobby, to Bobby, like that's still that's still crazy to me. That he actually like he like snitched on that record. He like dry snitching himself on that record. Like he's actually talking about real people. Like that's all they got him on that. Like people talk about Y and W Melly, but that was two years before that happened. Yeah. Like he might he might he might have had a murder on his mind, but it didn't happen yet. Like <laughs> that stuff actually happened, and he was rapping about that, and he's giving he's giving names, he's giving locations, he's giving yeah. all that. That's the that's the crazy thing about him, bro. Like. It's, it's 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 kind of like um it reminds me a little bit of six nine too just because you know everything that he says like you know uh, I can't even think of the actual lyric right now but it's like you know what's distant this and distance this y'all know where uh six nine at and he's but he's saying these places and things like yeah. that and then he's like you know my whole squad full of killers I'm the killer too like yo yeah he's, yeah. he's whoa 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 <laughs> like he. he there's a certain level where I think right it's, it's cool to start stitching yourself and it, but it, but it, that's been happening for so long but now I think Bobby was really the one that uh when it, when it happened it I think got that woke some people up exactly it got, woke some people up and that's when people start really stopping like oh let me let me love pre-free what I'm actually saying I think here. there's a line between keep a thin line between keeping it real 
and then snitch it on yourself and then uh, creating problems for because I understand like you want to you want to be authentic in your music you want to rap about your life experiences and everything but like you also have to think about like will this get me in trouble like can they charge me this is there a statute of limitations to what I'm saying right here can they find out can they piece it together and then arrest me off of this so you gotta think about that stuff yo yeah yo, hip hop police are listening Never forget, bro. Like I was a high school bump at Young Moose. You know who Young Moose is? Young Moose. Yeah. Sounds familiar, but he's I hood, he mad hood. Right? <laughs> I, I <laughs> and I was a hip hop. Like he had a song called Dumb Dumb. Like they see me, they like Dumb Dumb. Mm-hmm. We like Dumb Dumb. Like that. that it, it didn't. It made sense, but it was it was just it was one of those like you know it was just hype, right? Mm-hmm. And and, <laughs> and I got I could I could do a whole dissection of the song. In fact, I'm I'm a. Let me get to my point first, and I'm gonna come back to that. Okay. Um, one of the things that he said, and that was like, uh, I walked in a heel spot with a gun. I beat, I beat the charge, and that ju- I, I'm, I'm at phrasing, I'm paraphrasing, obviously, because I don't remember exactly. But he says, uh, I, I beat the charge because that judge was a dumb dumb. Oh. Uh-oh. And you know what happened later? He got the same judge. Oh, so it's like the same thing that happened to Meek too. And, you, and he was like, Oh, what? you was talking oh, that good, good, huh? Oh no. Uh, this time, <laughs> I'm not. You know, I'm not letting you beat this now. Like, mm-hmm. you know, so, you know, it, this was more of another case, like, well, um, not necessarily stitching yourself, but antagonizing someone yeah. who let you off the hook. <laughs> even though, even though the judge is supposed to be fair and balanced, they should not. They, they theoretically should not hold a judge against. Uh, should not hold uh, a, a, grudge. a grudge against. Yeah, a grudge but against again, you. Again, you can't. If, if you are going to seek out and antagonize someone, you cannot get mad. For when they antagonize you right back. Yeah, especially because you know the system. Like you know, like the system ain't really fair. So you like don't 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 prod it and and poke 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 at it. Like like that's dumb dumb. Yeah, <laughs> dumb dumb, bro. Yo, that yo that, that whole song. You got you got to listen to that song one day, but <laughs> it's heat. Like I used to be driving around in my uh and my uh my hand me down Lexus, bro. My hand me down Lexus. All the windows down, my uh, cassette aux cord, bro. <laughs> like they see me, they like dumb dumb, like in a in a whole whip, move my hand, like bobbing to it, bro. <laughs> and that Old was school that was up. my joint. Yeah, you knew it was. Like, yeah. It's funny because like even my friends when they got to the car, they knew I was about to play. Like they knew that that was one of my first times I was playing that joint because it was hard, bro. <laughs> like uh, my daddy looking at me because I'm his son, son. That's that was a bar. <laughs> that was a bar, like. <laughs> it's such a it's a dumb bar, but it, it just sounded nice, bro. Like it just it just sounded cool. <laughs> <laughs> hey, that's see, sometimes that just that, that's what works in in, in hip hop. Like it is at the same. It works in music sense. in general. Yeah, music in general. Like Michael Jackson, you're just making random random noises and stuff on a track. Like that shit was hot. Like Okay, yeah, like, yeah. <laughs> like what is he talking about? You don't know, but it, it sounds good, so you're gonna listen to that. To this day, I don't even know who Annie is. <laughs> yeah, who's Annie? Who's Annie? Is, is she okay? We don't know. Is she okay, bro? Like, hey, is, is she really, bro? <laughs> but I mean, at least I feel like a lot of things with Mike, though, that was a lot of subliminal stuff in there, like Billy Jean, that type of thing. I mean, that was a whole story behind yeah. that one. Yo, I'm just thinking of this. Imagine if Mike was still alive. You think he, who do you think the rappers that he would collaborate with are? Do you think he would even collaborate with, with any rappers today? Man. I can see him doing some stuff with Drake, honestly. Honestly, he'd probably collaborate with R. Kelly because they got the same energy. Oh, no. They got oh, the no. same energy. Hey, hey, hey keep, some of those charges against Mike, like like the, uh, I the believe, family's... I believe them. 
There's actually like evidence that that proves that like those kids were lying and like the parents put them up to it. Bro, I'm gonna be real with you, son. That Neverland, I just just calling your plate Neverland Ranch, bro. I just don't, I just don't vibe with that. <laughs> like, yeah, he definitely was putting like, off some weird energy. Like, I don't vibe with that, but like. I can't. I can't. He definitely was putting off some weird energy. But you have, like, people like Corey Feldman and, like, Macaulay Culkin and stuff who were actually around Michael Jackson when they were a kid who said that he never touched them and stuff. I don't trust Macaulay Culkin either. You saw what he looked like. Hey, I don't know. That might not have been Mike. That might have been something else that did that to him. I don't trust him either, bro. Like... Hey, he looks... He looks... He's doing better now. He's doing better. Shout out to Macaulay Culkin for getting your life in check. I guess. Like, I guess. Like, I haven't seen him... I don't know. I, I don't know. Him, so I, guess. I don't know if he, if uh, what, what it was with him, but uh, he, he doesn't look as terrible as he did before. He, he quit the PCP and the uh, heroin. Let's get Orlando Brown back on that track too. Eddie. <laughs> <laughs> from Nassau Raven, bro. Nah, we gotta get the Raven Simone. Some Yo, that, too, that like. song that you had a couple years ago. I'm just jumping over the place. No Remember that, that track that you had? It honestly was not bad. Was it called No Fear or whatever? Yeah, yeah that joint was hard. I have it on my Spotify. That joint was hard. Like, if he, if he, I don't know if it's because he's he's a crackhead that, that <laughs> it was like that. I don't know if it would have been like that or if he got off crack that that he could actually have a successful music career. But he's got he's got to get his life in check. Hey, bro, I feel that, man. Eddie from Nassau or even, son. Like, yo, he was, he was cool. Like, he was a cool dude. Eddie's Million Dollar Cook-Off. That wasn't him, but still. Like, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I think he was in that movie, though. He was in that movie, but it wasn't him. Yeah. Bro, like, yeah, son. I, he was cool, bro. Now you just... It, that's just sad. It's yeah. just it's just sad. You see him pop up every now and then on social media, doing some crazy-ish, and it's like, oh, man, Daddy. But... But back to uh, the Michael Jackson and like and what what, what type of hip hop artist he worked with? Like who do you think who do you think he worked with? Bro, I already gave my answer. Um, well, I mean besides another, besides <laughs> Robert. Another answer, I guess. Uh, well, I could really see him doing like a nice hook for a trap song though. Like mm -hmm. I could really see him working with someone like Twenty One. Yeah, like, that that should be. Like I I could see like I could see some conscious with J Cole and Kendrick. I could see uh, like a nice Twenty One. I can see him working with uh, like G Herbo. Like I can, I can see him with a lot. Like yeah. a lot of um, cause he was just so versatile. That's one of the things that made him so good is how versatile he really was. Like you had people. Um, yeah, I was kind of like going down a little bit, so I had to get a little closer. Yeah. Like my bad. You had it where he was, uh, uh, uh you know, on the Jackson Five and you know his like pop type of stuff. Mm -hmm. But at the same time, man, like. You hear, you know, people remix and like King Los remixes hooks all the time, and mm -hmm. you got a Michael Jackson hook inside a King Los song, and that just it just goes off. Mm -hmm. So you have things like that; they could always work. Like, I think, you know, there are some singers whose whose voice can be applied in almost any genre, and it's just gonna work. Yeah, like Michael Jackson's one. Um, like even the Alien Ant Farm remix of uh, Smooth Criminal that hey, that I, came out like the early two thousands, like that was hot. I mean, you're right. I mean, you're right. That, that, that's a hip hop, but I mean, like you're saying, like. You can be, you can feel it with like any genre of music, basically. That's what I'm saying. Like those classic songs, like that's an entire. And we're about to, you know, go back to my like my uh, my 2010 phase. Mm -hmm. I used to love the uh, Pop Goes Punk. Oh yeah. I used to love those albums. You know, uh, you know, uh, Pop Goes Acoustic and stuff like that. When mm -hmm. they would just take it and put it in different type of genres, we have different people singing it. And uh, when it has that vibe to it, like I said, when there's a certain when so the songwriter and the singer, they have, and then they have that kind of flow, they have that kind of vibe, that it becomes almost universal, mm -hmm. and anyone can pick it up. Um, that's just a, a ton of a great song, in my opinion. I think when it transcends genres and it just becomes good in any form you put it in, like 
for example, my favorite off that entire track was uh, the Downtown Fiction. They took uh, Nicki Minaj's Super Bass, and mm-hmm. then they made their own version of that, you know, and put it on Pop Goes Punk. And that was one of my favorite songs to I, this day. Top ten. I feel like they need to be. There needs to be another one of that. I saw like that. Remember that Uzi? That Uzi one came out like a couple years ago. Uh, I forget what band did it, but they covered. Um, I mean, they could have. That, yeah, that was top. That where that was. Like, yeah. One was top. I know that much. I'm not talking. I'm not sure talking about that one, but. Uh, I think it was We Came As Roma's covered top. Don't quote me on that, but I do know. Yeah, that. but like, I guess like Uzi, like Uzi has like that 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 pop punk influence. But that's because he was inspired by uh, like people like uh, you know uh, 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 what's his name Marilyn Manson. Yeah, and people, and people like that. So he, you know, and he came out and just said that. I and think it, especially when you have those kind of uh, inspirations and influences, it definitely works a little bit more in your favor as well. I really hope he's not done making music. I hope Same, he didn't really. Man. I hope he. Re- I hope somebody saved. That music that he deleted off his off his computer, like somebody has to have another copy of that. Same man, like mm-hmm. I, I, like Uzi was uh, you know, he, he was one of the people that like I consider you know alternative rap where you were bridge the uh, bridge the gap between alt rock, which is you know like I said my 2010s, and the rap that I like those do now. Like it was, and that that's just the perfect genre to me because it's it's what I grew up with, mm-hmm. and then I mean it's a combination of both what I grew up with and what I like now. So, mm-hmm. you know, that's just like that's moving. Uzi, I think, aside from Lil Peep, Lil Peep was my favorite person, but you know, he, I'm sure it's unfortunate what happened to him. Uzi was the one people that was still alive that still did it um, and did it with fire. I mean, now we got Juice World, but Juice World, in my opinion, isn't as good as Uzi. And, you know, obviously, Juice World's still new and he has some uh, more time to come into his own, but. Um, I honestly found his uh, mixtape that he did with Future. I, I thought that was disappointing, honestly. I uh, thought it was better than it was. Yeah, uh, the uh, Word on Drugs, whatever. Yeah, Word on Drugs. I, I think that there's a couple songs on that. Like, I like Fine, I like Fine China. Yeah, there's you a know, couple was, songs cool, in there, but, but I thought, like, as like, a whole, like, the project, like, fell flat. Yeah, like, I did a review for it, actually, on WHIP um, mm-hmm. when it first dropped. I think one of the things I did say is, like, you know, it's... Respectable that Future is working with Juice World just because you know he's trying to help this you know young dude in the game trying to find up his own uh, path. They have these very similar vibes where they're talking about uh, escapism through drug use and drug abuse. I think Future has an interesting take on that because he can actually help um, give give another light to the to, to the younger audience. So I do think that it's, it was good for them to do that. But when you listen to some of the songs, it just it was almost like re- reaffirmation um, and not necessarily anything new and bold. It, it, it was just what you expected from them, which it was not bad by any means. It just it just wasn't what I was hoping for. Mm-hmm. But again, they had some songs that, you know, it's, it's not it's not even really a hype. It's not a hype album, but it's still a vibe with. Like I yeah. said, Fine China is off the top of my head is one of the ones I actually mm-hmm. do like off that because it's just a vibe. But I think like, everything that Uzi did, not, I don't want to say everything, but a lot of what Uzi did, I mean, it did break molds. It did... Uh, Kind of a heat did experiment, and obviously some of them weren't uh, obviously hits, um, but for the most part, what he did do like was, was new and exciting, and that's why how we can get things like EXO Tour Life, you know, easily one of the greatest songs yeah. um, of his career. But I would say one of the greatest honestly, songs of the past decade. Yeah, I think it is honestly like one of the best songs of the past decade. Um, but do you think when do you think he'll return, or if at all, do you think he'll return to um, music? I would love for him to return sometime this year, but if that's not possible, I would I would definitely say give it a year. Um, I, I think a year is enough time to find out whether you really want to do this or not. Uh, this you took a, it's like taking a break in a relationship. Mm-hmm. Obviously, sometimes you know that's not what you want to do, but it might be helpful to just uh, see where you, where you are without it. 
um, and to see if this is what you really want to continue to do, pursue. And I think as far as music, you know, a career uh, goals, I think that a year might be a good enough time for him to figure that out. Uh, and if we don't hear back from him in a year, then it might, you know, it might be over. I mean, obviously, it might be yeah. longer than that. He might come still around. But I think a good metric is, like, you know, a good, a good year. I, and I would love to hear a little bit before. Like, I wanted to hear the album before, so mm-hmm. I, I would love if I could just, you know, get it off there. But yeah. realistically, I just don't see it happening, man. And, like, obviously, like, we don't know, like, Uzi personally. So we don't know, like, what he's, like, going through or, like, what he has to, like, find out, like, about himself or what he needs to experience before he feels, like, comfortable getting back in, like, the music industry. Because for all we know, like, he might have, like, another interest or something that he wants to do that he feels like he can't do if, if he's, like, just doing music 24-7. I mean, that's very possible. Um mm-hmm. You know, people are what we normally paint them as. A lot of times, mm-hmm. you know, there's a lot of different layers that to people. Uh, like Shrek said, bro, like, <laughs> audience have layers, bro. So do people, bro. <laughs> so, at the, so at the end of the day, you never know what, uh, you know, he might have another passion. Like, you know, maybe Uzi Vert about to be a painter, bro. Maybe he about to be the next Picasso, the next Van Gogh. Like, you know, maybe going to have, a, 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 you know, the next Starry Night painting. Yeah, I mean, purple night. <laughs> I don't know. Maybe, maybe, maybe he's producing movies. We don't know what he's doing. Exactly. You know, there's a whole different type of um. Especially like creative people like exactly. like him. Like they 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 tend to have so many different like varied interests that like it's hard to keep their attention on one thing for too long before they their mind starts wandering to something else. Exactly. So I, I mean, like you know, I start off with this idea as Mirage being solely a book, but then as more I do, I like well, this could work as a a graphic novel, or better yet, it could work as a Netflix type of show. And then you start exploring, like, well, who would you cast? It's one of those things, like, so, uh, I think because he has the money, the resource that he can actually do it, then you know what? Instead of me just saying, well, who would I cast if I could do it? He could be like, well, okay, I'm going to do this. Let's see if I hope who I can cast. Let's yeah, go. like, let me dedicate, like, exactly, a year to, like, exactly. writing this, like, doing this thing. So it's a, it's a little bit different for me because, you know, I'm not necessarily established yet. So everything right now was really in the, the dream honeymoon phase of it all. But with him, someone like that who is established, who has these connections, in Hollywood, most likely, um, in the in, in the music industry, I got I got something. I could do this. Mm-hmm. So you never know. It's and very possible. If all we know, maybe he just needs to chill out. Maybe he just wants to take a break from everything. He has the money to do that. Like, I, th- I feel like like as a society, like we place a very high value on people just like working twenty four seven. But but sometimes it's it's good just to. Do nothing. You should charge your batteries. All the time, and it's good just to uh, have a. Uh, I mean, yeah, not all the time, but I think everybody like should have a ha- should have a moment. Uh, you know, once in every while that you know they could just say, you know what, I'm, I'm good right now. I'm. I'm mm-hmm. I need to just take a break from everything. You know what I mean? Um, if you want to be with people, you can be with people. If you don't have to be with people, you don't have to be with people. But just really, just figure out again: Are you still in your right path or the path that you want to take? And uh, if if not, how can we go to the path that we want to be at? I think it's it's not just like just recharging your batteries because I think when you're just recharging your batteries, you know, you're just kind of not thinking about anything at, at all. But I do think it's even the moments where you're taking a break, uh, it's very important to reflecting yourself, you're reflecting yourself, and always always reflecting yourself and just think about where am I going now and where do I want to go. Yeah, and and like we said, like he could. Like he come out of this is putting out like some of his best music out of that. Like he could he could go on like a journey and like learn who he truly is. Yeah, exactly, man. It's, it's exciting. I mean, I, I definitely hope that you know he comes out. That's a phone ringing. <laughs> I definitely sorry hope about that. that. He, uh, I'm not sure. Maybe I can't even hear it. I mean, maybe it's over there like, or just a studio. Yeah. So hopefully, so, hopefully you're not picking this up. So but if I mean, you did, we apologize. For I mean, that. it is what it is, bro. It's a podcast. Yeah. <laughs> like I mean, it's official. It's official tissue. 
Uh, it's, it's a little bit more freedom, and that's what the fun. There's some freedom, the but, we're, but we but we here at Peace of Mind, we're putting out content, we're putting out quality content for yeah, it's you. Official each official, and every week. It's official, yeah. official. That's why I said it's official, official tissue. It's official tissue. Official tissue. You know what I mean? But at the end of the day, like I said, there's, it's a little bit more freedom, a little bit more fun to. Uh, we get a little have one here. I mean, that's yeah. why I like to put on my little lo-fi that I be putting on. <laughs> lo-fi hip hop, the chilling studies here. Um, <laughs> now, as I said with Uzi, man, um, like I said, it's just it's fun to see what he's gonna what he's gonna um, end up doing if he does continue to do music, or if he just goes decide to do another avenue of art, or if he takes his life in an entirely different uh, direction. It's always interesting to see what he would do. Obviously, I would love to see or just have some more music, but you know, if I can get uh, Uzi art in another different way, another different medium. That could be cool. Like you had people like um, you know Donald Glover, Charles Gambino, when you have that that stand up, when mm-hmm. you have the music, and then boom, you switch around. Now he has his own TV show. That's probably one of the best TV shows that's been out in years. Mm-hmm. Yeah, Atlanta. He has he has an Emmy off of that. He's won exactly. a Grammy. Like he, he's got he's got big aspirations. Like he's trying to get that he's trying to get the EGOT. Exactly. So yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and shouts out to him for it, bro. But I'm just saying that you always see how um you know if you would just. Assume that only one person is only good at one thing, then nah, you never really get to see mm-hmm. all the avenues for it. And I, 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 we use the big name like Taj Gambino, but even someone a little bit smaller, uh, like Jacob Lattimore, who you know does the singing and does the acting, and really does uh, like kill it, honestly. So mm-hmm. always exciting to see stuff like that. Do you have anything else for this week? Nah, I think that'll be all, man. I kind of did go off on a little tangent, but it's all good. Hey, it's though. okay. Like, this is what we do in Peace of Mind. Like, <laughs> you should know by now. We're seven episodes in. <laughs> seven episodes in, baby. But yeah, that's really all I have. Do you have a song of the week? Uh, are the Oscars this weekend? I mean, are they? I don't, I don't know. They might be. I'm sorry. I don't <laughs> know if they, are, if they are. But I was thinking, uh, how about like maybe a yeah, favorite soundtrack? They are. They are. A favorite soundtrack to the Oscars, like, or favorite soundtrack that in a movie that you have, favorite hip-hop song in a movie? Um, okay, I'll, well, off top of my head, bro, I gotta go with uh, Into the Spider-Verse, What Up Danger? Mm-hmm. So that has been my fantasy superhero theme for, like, I'm walking to class, and I'm just imagining myself, about to nerd out for a second, I'm just imagining myself in some kind of, you know, heroic situation that I've never <laughs> been in. <laughs> like, you just looking around, bro, hey, like, you're like, who could I, what's happening here, what's happening hey, on like, campus? <laughs> I just imagine, like, you know, I'm, I am Miles Morales in that one scene where he's about to leap off of the rooftop, um, where the beat drops, and you know, you can't stop me now. It's just a, such a feel-good song, bro. It, just, it makes you feel like you can do anything. So I definitely, uh, just the entire soundtrack to Into Spider-Verse was amazing. From Elevate to uh, uh, Boogie Down from Out of Sight. From, um, you know, Scan of the Dark with X and Lil Wayne. Just that entire soundtrack. Especially Sunflower. Sunflower, man, that became like a like a classic almost instantly. Yeah. Um, people who've never even seen a movie actually know that song. Just mm-hmm. like, they can vibe to it and just chill with it. So I think the whole album definitely deserves to be on. So I think it was just too new, so I won't be on this year's Oscars. But hopefully next year, mm-hmm. um, it can be, uh, you know, nominated for something. Just because it was just such, a, it's such a good soundtrack, man. Such a good soundtrack. And I, I have to go with uh, from Creed, the first Creed. I got waiting for my moment. Donald Glover, Janie Aiko, and Vince Staples. Yeah. Okay. I he's got. He's not Rocky. He's not Rocky beat on the end. Uh, you got you got Donald Glover like singing his lungs out. Jedi Ico doing her thing, Vince Staples laying down a quality verse. Like, can't go wrong with that. You know, I think, uh, in my opinion, the best song of that soundtrack, though, the was future. that Future Joint. Yeah, that Future Joint was hard, bro. That is true. 
That, that entire you know, soundtrack was hard, honestly. No, it was. It was a dope soundtrack, but I'm just saying, like, was yeah. it instead of Spider Man? Maybe I'm a little bit biased just because it just it just came out. But I'm but, not. I was just saying, like, I'm saying just this year too, because that didn't, obviously didn't come out like yeah. just this year, like Creed one. But uh, but yeah, I I could definitely see um like Into the Spider Verse like winning an Oscar if like it got nominated for like best soundtrack. I mean, honestly, I just it was just it was just a good movie, you know. That was a great twist. Uh, this and the music, just the music quality for that, just was amazing. The, I don't know who curated that, but it was literally uh, just amazing selection, amazing choice. Um, a lot of that was original songs too. Just it was a great overall momentum from the very first trailer where you had, you know, Boogie Down from Out of Sight, and you just, you just felt it like this can get wilder, you know. <laughs> it's, it was just that excitement to the moment, you know, you saw the credits roll and. You had Miles put out his uh, graffiti with his dad can never reach it. <laughs> mm-hmm. uh, and Sunflower's playing. He's like, I'm the Sp- I'm Spider-Man. Mm-hmm. That was, it was such a great moment from that trailer to the end, the, the credits. Mm-hmm. It was just fantastic. Even if, you know, it was such a great from that trailer to the post-credits with Miguel O'Hara, bro. It was such a huge love letter to Spider-Man fans, to just music lovers uh, in general. And just like, you know, minority communities, because for those who don't know, um, if you haven't seen if you seen Into Spider-Verse, but you don't, and you seen the post-credits scenes, but you didn't know who that was, Miguel Ojeda, uh, he is a Hispanic version of Spider-Man, who is from 2099. So, like, an alternate future, really. Mm-hmm. And so, like, even have that little cameo with Miguel, bro, that's culture. Mm-hmm. That's culture, bro. Like, it was just such a, it's such a great movie for the culture, bro, mm-hmm. for the culture. I love Into Spider-Verse. And speaking of the culture and Oscars, we got shout-out, one of the greatest moments. In uh, hip hop history, Three Six Mafia winning an Oscar for the Hustle and Flow soundtrack. Yeah, <laughs> uh, <laughs> one of the yeah, most unexpected uh, Oscar wins all time. It's ran on stage. Everybody's in like their suits and stuff. They're just wearing like the fitteds and like you know, like, you know, like their their uh, like 2005 attire. You know, like the fitted jerseys. Who 2005 yeah. attire, bro? I know, I know what you mean. You know, it's crazy because I think of myself like, yo, what if? You know, uh, they make Mirage Thor movie, et cetera, and they win an Oscar, but how should I dress? How should I just, well, not even if they just win, bro. If I got to attend, like, if I get in, like, a talk show, it's like, how should I just, part of me wants to be like, you know, I am the artist. I can wear what I want. Like, I, yeah. wear, I can wear my style. But the other part of me is like, bro, I got to kill him. Like, I got to, I got to dab with him a little bit. You know what I mean? Maybe, like, maybe, maybe can we wear one of those, like, weird, fresh suits that you see, like, you yeah, see, like, I got to pull out Obama, types, bro. Yeah. Obama. Oh, um, Obama with a tan suit. A tan, tan suit, yeah. suit, bro. I'm going to be pissing off some people. <laughs> I got to pull up an, uh, you know, I got to pull up a black and red, Joe. Like, like, a red, but it's like red is the primary color, then black is the offset. Mm-hmm. Like, you know how normally it's like a black with the offset of red, mm-hmm. but do it the reverse way? I think that'd be hard. If you can get the right designer, that could be hard. Maybe have like, and, like little ripples in that. I'm telling you, son, <laughs> I'm about to be clean. <laughs> I'm about to be clean, yo. Oh, jeez, you got me hype. <laughs> yeah, catch that, 2025. Yeah, catch that, too. You're right, you're right, y'all. Look out, look out for it, look out for it, trust. We've got some designers here. Gotta, gotta start getting your designs ready based off of that. Hey. He'll, be, he'll be in touch with you. X will be in touch with you. You're right, bro. Like, well, see, when that book take off, bro, I mean, we're looking for them designers, bro. You better come correct, so you could, because you could be it. I always find it, um, it cool that Jay-Z uses, you know, his own personal designer who's also this, a black boy who was told that, uh, I forgot who we worked for, but he worked for one of those name brands who was told, look, you never make it on your own. And then his biggest client right now is Jay-Z. Yeah. He won. So he I would won. love to be able to do that for another minority. Um, and I'm not limited just to minorities. White people, you know, if you got the fire, white people, you got the fire. I'm not even going to front. But again, I do want to. I want to help out another minority. So like, you know, just mm-hmm. definitely, uh, yo, ch- try to join out. Try to join. You, you never know, bro. You never know. 
never know. That being said, that is really all I have. I think that got? is it for me, too. That's it, that's it, that's it. Okay, well, thank you guys for coming out to check out Peace of Mind, Episode 7. Vic. Seven of them. You got crazy. that Michael Next Vic. Yeah. Uh, bro. Are we, are we gone? We're about to be gone. We're about to be gone. I actually lost my train of thought for a second. <laughs> which, I'm going to keep that in there because I think it's kind of funny. Yeah, it's funny. Um, <laughs> <laughs> I lost my train of thought for a second, but that's crazy. Listen, thank you for guys coming out to check out Peace of Mind episode 7. We have seven of them. It's real crazy. Make sure you follow us. Uh, you can follow my personal Instagram because that's what we I kind of use to sh- not Instagram Twitter because I kind of use to share the, sh- uh, the share the show right yeah. now, which is uh, at, uh, at Black Exorcist dot, uh, on Twitter, Black X Exorcist. Um, you can definitely follow WHIP podcast. Yeah, you can also get notifications of that at WHIP podcast. Chad, follow me on Twitter at Chad Golfin Eleven on Instagram and Twitter. And definitely just you know. Let, let us know your feedback for the show. Any questions, any video or voice com- comments that you want to leave on the Anchor app itself, let us know. We're going to talk to y'all, bro. We would love to talk to somebody. Yeah, we would talk to somebody. <laughs> to, to be real with you. So, yeah, just keep that open up. But we have to go. That means that we're going to do our signature outro. Yes. Let's get into it. We are peace of mind, and we are gone.